Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to the Buker and Friends podcast, co-starring 10-year NBA center Ryan Hollins. Double pump fakes, leads it, shot blocked by Ryan Hollins. Hollins sent that into the third row. Six rebounds and eight assists. Oh! Hollins climbs the stairs. Down the floor. Ryan Hollins, he is the high jumper. That's what I want to see. Give me some gunpowder and throw the hammer down. And now, here is your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buecher. Rick Buecher. Let me live. <laughs> All right. We've already started this show, and I haven't even introduced us. Welcome to another episode of Buecher and Hollins, subsidiary of Buecher and Friends, part of the United WeCast Network. I'm Rick Buecher. You can see me on FS1. You can read me on Bleacher Report. You can hear me on Radio.com. With the Scal and Pal show, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Rick Buecher and on Instagram at Rick underscore Buecher. He is Ryan Hollins, NBA vet. You can see him on a variety of platforms. You can follow him on Twitter at the Ryan Hollins and on Instagram at simply Ryan Hollins. And it is my great pleasure. You have no idea how excited I am. My radio, my radio.com brother and... The man who has an ongoing beef with Ryan Hollins on social media, which is why I wanted to bring it live to yeah. all of our listeners. One Kendrick Perkins. Perk. Mm-hmm. Uh, give them wh- where they can see you, how they can follow you. Give them all the details. Well, look, you know, obviously I'm on radio.com with you and Scal on Scal and Pals. You know, you can mm-hmm. follow me on Twitter at Kendrick Perkins. You know, that's my Twitter app at Kendrick Perkins. And I'm on ESPN, man. That's about it, Rick. Beautiful. And I'm on it. And you can catch me going at Ryan Hollins every single day. <laughs> that's what I wake up for. Every day. Watch, watch game. All right. So here's my thing as I have followed you guys going back and forth. I'm not sure where, like, where's the heart of the beef? Where's the first thing that you guys disagreed with on that started this whole thing? Well, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you where it started. Ryan went on. Ryan went on. Uh, first things first with Nick Wright, and him and Nick Wright was uh on the on Fox talking all this hoorah about. James Harden is the best player in the world and all this stuff about James Harden. He's averaging 40. He's worth 400 million off the court. You remember that segment, Ryan? 
Yeah, we aired you out. We aired you out. That's what happened. You was on Danny Green Pocket. We aired you out, boy. <laughs> it pissed me off because they got fooled by the fool's gold. Mm. So I said, oh, he's the best player in the world? So you taking James Harden over Giannis? You're taking James Harden over LeBron James? You're taking James Harden right now over Luka Doncic? Because that's my top three picks. And then we start beefing. And all of a sudden, my top three picks, right, consistently, all throughout the year, Rick, yeah. steady, kept pace, still in the conversation. From instead, you know, from LeBron to to Giannis to Luca, we still talking about them to this day, right? Yep. James Harden has disappeared for two months. So when James Harden disappears, all of a sudden, I get a tweet from Ryan telling me something about Kawhi Leonard. And then I get another tweet from Ryan telling me something about Dame Dollar. I'm like, no, man. I'm jumping all over the place. Like, no, you going to have to – who are your top three? Who are your top three? Mine haven't changed. Rick, mine hasn't changed since right. day one. Right. It's been Giannis and LeBron and Luka, and it's still that way. Ryan. Still argue that. Defend, defend yourself. By the way, I, I, I hope we're, we're going to play some of this video because we got, we got Perk in the hoodie and we got Ryan in the, in the singlet. I'm not going to use the other, the other term because I don't want to offend anybody. But uh, you guys, you guys not only have different opinions, you literally are dressing different. All right, all right. Who's? Hold on, let's pause this, man. Obviously, go tell, go shut that off. Never oh, mind. My. This, by the way, Perk, this is what it's like to do a podcast with Ryan Hollins. You hey. never know. He's either he's his phone's ringing. He's getting room service. The uh, fire alarm is the smoke alarm's going off. You never. Is- he might be building something from Kia, hammering, is- hammering is- stuff. You never know. It's a headache. It's a headache. I'm telling you, I already know. That's why I came with the black hoodie. Because I was ready for all the action today. Because I seen him the other day. Look, hey, Rick, let me tell you what he, he do the other day, right? Got his, he's got his Luke Skywalker working right now, yeah, man. for some reason, he gets my jump sheet that I had on segment and screenshots it to me. So <laughs> inside information on me before we go on the podcast on Sunday. He's even a sister, man. You never know about old Ron Hollis, man. I got to keep a close eye on you, Ryan. Look, man. Okay. Okay. So, for one, me and Nick Wright aired him out. That's where day one started. Okay. Because he went on Danny Gray. Shout out our brother Danny Gray, his podcast. And and Perk held it down. And then Perk just got obscene. And it's like, how do you not see what James Harden is doing? Now, granted, James Harden has handed over some of the kingdom to Russell Westbrook. We all knew that was going to happen, and that was the point of Russell Westbrook being, being there, right? So now James Harden, even before that, he this man goes a year and a half straight of being hot. He hits one slump, and Kendrick Perkins throws a party. Mama had 50, 11, and 11, 47, 8, and 8, back-to-back. He had one of the craziest, I mean, spans that we've ever seen Crickets from Kendrick Perkins. So I hit Perk. I say, yo, Perk, come on, dog. What's James Harden going to have to do for you to get some respect? 
nothing, nothing in my eyes. I'm like, man, what? No, what? So every time James Harden goes off, I feel a strong need to remind that man. How do you not have him in your top three? As a matter of fact, it was even worse. He wasn't in Perk's top five. Then Perk on Scala Files takes it a step even further. And Perk said he wouldn't even pay for a ticket to see James Harden. I I might not take it for free. And guess what, Rick? I live, I reside in Houston. I'm in Houston right now. I just finished watching the Rockets game. And guess Mm. what? It's empty seats. Nobody is going to the games. Mm. Rick, you come in town, me and you can go get a courtside seat (laughs) for $200. Nobody wants to see it. It's the same old old story. 40 (laughs) 40 shots to get 40 points, and Ryan gets fooled by that. You know what? I that you bring up a great point that I that I want to run past you guys cuz we've talked about this in a variety of places. I've talked about it. I look, I love the NBA. I love the game of basketball. But what it has become is I I think is contributing to the ratings being down. It's not a game that I find as interesting or attractive shooting 40 53s and and a lot of iso a lot of direct line one pass and a shot it just and everybody seems to be gravitating that way and it's it's i think you've lost the 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 hardcore basketball fan that way and then the fact that you don't have a super team that everybody's gunning for you don't have the mainstream but i want to focus on how you guys feel about the way the game's being played and and watching it and what satisfaction or frustration you get from seeing it well i I mean i start off and say shoot me and kendrick perkins are doing doing uh tv and radio rather than playing in the nba we both young enough to where we still could squeeze a a couple more years out you know we're supposed to ride to the sunset a different way even though you know you cannot complain about the careers we've had But ultimately, I see it two ways, Perk, and I want to see how you feel. Listen, listen, and and the reason, guys, you got to know why I get so upset with Kendrick Perkins is because he's one of the smartest basketball players I've ever played with. He had an edge. The man is a champion. He knows what the heck he's talking about. So when he goes out jiving, y'all, I'll be like, Perk, you you know better. The man is one of the smartest guys I've known. He know better. He ain't no chump. (laughs) Dude ain't no chump. Like, he knows his stuff. He might play silly a couple times. He ain't ain't ignorant, y'all. Perk ain't ignorant. Mm. But I will say this, Perk, I see it two ways. Um, We digest our information in a different way. And I believe that the basketball highlights run so much thicker than any of the highlights, and we're just addicted to three-pointers, dunks, crossovers. That's the way we watch games. You can go on YouTube, and you can watch an entire game in five minutes, every single make that somebody has. And it's really the only insiders. I almost feel like, and that perk, I don't know if you feel this way too. Like we're outside the norm that we actually go or turn on the TV and watch a game through and through because we got it. And you too, Rick, we got to digest it for homework. But I don't think anybody just has those attention spans any anymore. And there's so much basketball being played, and you can you just see it in different ways. Am, am I wrong? No, no, no. You're not wrong, but. Here's the thing, right? So, like, the NBA thought that they were going to speed the game up, more points, right? 
everybody to me i blame the warriors but i i, I kind of don't because everybody was like oh it's like a follow the leader type world we're going small but what people don't understand is is that going small drake mcgreen played the five in college right mm-hmm. although he's six six he did play the five in michigan state at times right yep so the thing that that bothers me is is that oh it's it's shoot threes or, or alley oops or get to the paint that's that's the game take away mid-range this is what everyone is fooled by because the rockets come out with this analytics saying this is what it is and and so forth but what people fail to realize is that steph curry shoot mid-range jumpers clay thompson shoot mid-range jumpers kevin durant shoot mid-range jumpers and it's like everybody gets fooled. Let me give y'all an example real quick. And let me tell y'all something that's like, let me tell you how the world's like going in a different direction. So I am the co-host of Hoop Streams, okay? ESPN Hoop Streams, right? Mm-hmm. The host is Cassidy Hubbard. So we start building Hoop Streams last year. So during the finals, Hoop Streams, like, start setting record numbers of like 2 million views, 2.6 average views, million views average, right? All of a sudden, the season starts, and everyone knows it's Perkin Cassidy got ESPN Hoop Streams. That's where you live stream through ESPN Plus, YouTube, and Twitter. Well, basically, you know, because majority of the time, People are not at home to watch television, so they're watching it on their phones. Hmm. Okay? Let me tell you where the world is going. So, about a month ago, ESPN as an addition to our hoop streams, right? They extend our hoop streams and make a show on Wednesday, and they hire a guy, and no disrespect, they hire a guy from, uh, I think it was... Uh, I want to say Bleacher Report in Omar, he built House of Highlights. Right. Yeah. But they, so no disrespect to Omar, like he grinded, he did what he needed to do to get to this point, but he did it off of highlights of basketball. They Facts. literally, they, okay, so they literally signed him. This is not a guy, this is not a student of the game or people like us, Rick, Ryan that been around the game for decades that mm. know the game of basketball that know when somebody's not icing a pick and roll or a guy's not getting up and over a screen or a big is not in his right position call it like we could die, we could really give people the correct knowledge so he's ESPN goes and hire him and he has a show every Wednesday this guy couldn't sit on the podcast and talk basketball with us mm. but his house of highlights is over is through the roof on social media. Right. So it's like, okay, let's bring in. So like it's almost like the real knowledge of the game is getting thrown out because, you know, of of the younger generation basically. They just want to see highlights. Yeah. And they're not teaching the game. Speaking of going back, Perk, I first saw you at the ABC D camp in New Jersey. Which- You and Joakim Noah. And I think Sebastian Telfair was supposed to be like the man in that that camp. And 
it's funny because people didn't like they they knew who you were and they gave you a little bit of respect. Joakim Noah was just supposed to be like a guy who was going to go to maybe a major college. Nobody had him projected to play in the pros. Um, but but thinking back to that, when did you guys first become aware of each other? When did you guys first cross paths? And what was your impression of each other the first time you saw He's each other? He's talking about me and Perk, right? Yeah. Yeah. The first time you, so, you, you, knew who, you knew who the other guy was or you saw him or you are like, who's that cat? Man, so I've been knowing Ryan. I just remember one time... I forgot what we was, and I was like, you talking about Ryan, right? Yeah. Man, I just remember Ryan just like dunking. I forgot, I forgot what AAU game that was, but he was just like high flying. I'm talking about like, and I was like, oh my God, windmilling and stuff like that. And low key, I was scared. I was like, man, I hope I don't get, have to match up against Ryan because he was so athletic, man. That yeah. it was crazy. Yeah. But I just remember one game, and this no lie. I I can't say this. The one game, this one Ryan was playing for the Bobcats. You remember this, Ryan? Yeah, yeah. So you playing for the Bobcats. So during the layup line, because I always used to get a good workout in pregame that I never really went hard in the, in the layup line. I kind of just – I would go at half court and I would face – the opponent's side, and I would watch them. So I'm watching Ryan, and I'm watching him, like, windmill and stuff like this. So I'm like, hold on, man. I got to strap my shoes up. <laughs> so, so, look, I'm like, okay, well, I know what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to bang Ryan up. But what people didn't give Ryan credit for was that Ryan was a physical player. Like, I bowled Ryan. He bowled me back. I was like, damn, I'm in a dog fight tonight. Like, yeah. I'm in a real-life dog fight. Hmm. And then I seen him, he went toe-to-toe with KG. I'm like, hold on, man. Ryan ain't having it today. Like, we got to really, like, he's really about this action. Forget hmm. all the, like, the athleticism and all, and the the, the speed that Ryan had, because I was like, he runs like a gazelle. Like, he, he got everything that I wish I had. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. But he also had that physicality. And that mental toughness that people really don't know about Ryan. They don't give him his card about. But that's what I say. Like, Rick, people just, that's that's what I hate about this generation is because they really don't know. They yeah. don't know. and They don't know no more. Like, people be so quick to criticize me and say, hey, Perk, man, you average five points a game. Right. And then all of a sudden I come out with this Kobe Bryant story. On ESPN, people didn't believe me. Right. And then one of my cousins pulled up the clip where he was giving me a credit, like, hey, in my opinion, best post defender. And then all of a sudden, now people just get off my back. But it took that clip to to actually bring, like, you know, bring it to attention to the younger generation because all they know is the 20 point scores and stuff like that. It's Stat just line. Sad, man. Stat line. Yeah. That's all they know. I mean, right. your boy Nick Wright just stepped in it with his Ooh. dog and Andrew yeah. Wiggins saying, he was, he, saying he was a bad player. I mean, it's the same, yeah. it's kind of the same deal, right? I mean, look, I don't know. I, I, to me, Andrew has been a disappointment because of the talent that he has. I expected him to do more, but I'm never going to say he's not a good player. He's just. You look at the talent, the natural talent that he has, 
and you think of what he could be. And I think it's fair to say he could be so much more. Uh, there was a time where I felt that way about LeBron James. Like, he's got he's to take that next step. I mean, it, that can be about anybody. The guys that I, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you, the guys that I admire the most, I don't care what your level is, if I look at you and I say, this dude's maximizing everything that God gave him in order to be the player that he is, you have my respect. Damian Lillard, wherever you want to put him on the scale, Damian Lillard's getting everything he can out of that 6'2", 6'3", body. You know? That, right. right? So I got, I got mad respect for that. It's just... But the idea, like, anybody, anybody in the NBA sucks? Like, do you have any idea how hard it is to just... What? Get to the NBA and the difference. Absolutely. I mean, it's just you know, if you if you're around it, you know. If you ever play pick, I've had the opportunity to play pickup against guys going like 60, 70 percent. Rod Strickland. Rod Strickland wasn't supposed to be any kind of defender, man. And I like the next thing I knew, he like he was he was on me in a flash. I'm like, dude, and he's not <laughs> even playing hard, right? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, and so, it's it's crazy. Real quick, Ryan, it, it, but to piggyback on that, it's crazy because I was I was so disappointed in Nick the way he lashed out at Wiggins, and and my whole point is is that okay, he haven't lived up to the expectations of a number one pick. I'm not arguing that. That's not my argument. Hmm. But my argument, all I was saying was was that. The Golden State culture is the culture that he needed. You know Tibbs. Y'all know Jimmy Butler. They, they're leaders in a different way. Right. Sometimes you need a guy to just put his arm around you and embrace you but still get on you in the same manner. And all I was saying to Nick t- today was, was that I think it's best. this is the best situation because he don't have to be a star. All he has to do is be Harrison Barnes. And all I was telling Nick was, when you get to the level of saying that he's a bad basketball player, this guy averaged night in six years. Wiggins averaged nineteen point seven points and is shooting forty five percent from the field for his career. Mm. That's not a bad basketball player. Mm. Like that's all I was trying to explain to him. Like, come on, man, you got to give more. You got to be like, you got to be more mindful. Then he like, what is Bob Myers doing? Well, Nick. If you know the whole history behind it, Bob wasn't left any choice. Like, the owner, Bob wanted picks. You know this, Rick. Mm-hmm. Bob wanted picks. The owner wanted a player. Yep. They wanted to get D'Lo out of there so bad yep. that they would have took me, you, and Ryan right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you heard Steve Kerr, man. Steve Kerr said, hey, this was a bad fit from the beginning. I, he didn't say those exact words, but if you he listen to what he did, said, yeah. he pretty much <laughs> said, I don't know why we did this in the first place. It was, and that, look, that's that's just, that's the truth. So uh, you're, you're right on that. Ryan, you're going to defend your boy Nick, or where, where are you at on this? 
Um, well, I got two things. I don't agree with them from that standpoint. Here's the question when we talk about Wiggins. You question, is he a player on a championship team or is he a guy that just goes and gets his numbers? And Andrew has gotten empty stats. When we played against him, we would single cover him. Maybe he gets hot. Maybe he isn't. By the time them boys were down 17 points, he would start to get his numbers. Now, all that being said, he's not a winning basketball player. First five years of my career, I wasn't a winning basketball player. What I didn't have is somebody to actually teach me the game. V back on the weak side. Rim run hard. But, Brian, that's not on you to say that you're not a winning basketball player. You was just young. It wasn't taught. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. won. No, no. You Absolutely. won in high school? Did, did you win in high school? Yeah, and I won in, I won in college too, yeah. Oh, okay, no. So you can't say that you wasn't a winning basketball player. So I, just say, I would just say I had to learn, but it comes from veterans. And in, it as it pertains to Wiggins, Wiggins never had that. Jimmy Butler never pulled young, bu- young Bull by the side and said, hey, man, you got to score here, here, and here. Fourth quarter, our intensity got to turn up. You got to feel like you the baddest boy on the planet when we go into these games. They never had those conversations. So that that's why I say you can't go just jumping all over Wiggins. That that's why I'm not I'm not I'm not quick to do that. And now let's say he gets around Steph Curry and these guys and it becomes a big moment in the game where he, you know, it's a swing, swing to the corner in the fourth quarter and he can't hit a shot or he's shooting that thing over the backboard. Now I'm gonna really have something to say because he's around people that are teaching him and trying to make him better. Now, as it pertains to Kendrick Perry, when I first met Pert, or I I would say when I first knew of him, for one, he was a young big coming out of high school. And people don't know Pert was one of the first guys that made that jump. Ain't no no college associated with him. Maybe I'm sure that he could have went anywhere in the country, but he came out of high school. A lot Mm -hmm. of people don't know that. And on those early Boston teams, it wasn't winning basketball. As a matter of fact, they were ready to get rid of all the players on the team. They were t- chanting fire doc just about every game. And Ch- Kendrick Perkins was good enough when they traded away the entire team he and, left, and, and left pieces, they kept Kendrick Perkins. And when you looked at it, you said, how is this going to work? There's no money in, for, on the Boston Celtics. You're going to have to start these two guys, Rajon Rondo and Kendrick Perkins. Perk made a name for himself in the league. I remember game after game, he was balling. We will sit there and watch film like, man, Perk is getting it done. Because the year prior, this was a team loaded with bigs. Leon Poe, um, I think Big Baby might have got drafted after that. But it was a number of guys playing. And then the pickings got really slim when it came to big men. And Perk put it down, shoot about every other game. He'll go into the rim and reverse that thing. So we used to be in fear watching this, uh, watching Perk play. And I remember the first time we squared off, Perk had a reputation as a bully. Go, go. Sorry. Perk had a <laughs> reputation as a bully in the league. And he was essentially, he took that role. He didn't just, uh, you know, sit in the starting spot. He grabbed it and embraced it. KG didn't have to worry about nothing. Paul Pierce didn't have to worry about nothing hmm. because the way Kendrick Perkins protected those dudes on the on the floor, he was the first Draymond. Draymond, I wouldn't be surprised if we asked Draymond, who'd you look up to, who you watch? He definitely watched some Perkins. So Perk hmm. was probably 
in my mind, that first Draymond Green or I would say Kendra Perkins role, and it's funny, the first time, you know, we played a couple of times, but I was in Cleveland. And like he said, it's funny, Perk said the same thing. He said, man, I had to strap my shoes up. I'm like, man, I got a guard Perk tonight, man. It's about to go down, man. I said, this dude going to try to beat me up on the court or something. <laughs> and Perk was just a bully. So was funny. Perk tried me. The first time we get in the game, and I'm like, man, this dude really going to do this in the game? And, like, I'm going to get the rebound. Just push me in my back. He just pushed me in my back. And, it's like, and he squared up with me. He looked at me like, what's going to do about it? Like, man, let this dude pump me right now. You know? I turned him back. I said, what you want to do about it? And he looked at me, and uh, and he's like, you know what? You all right with me, dog. <laughs> you all right with me, dog. And <laughs> we've been good ever since. But, like, obviously people don't understand it's a mental game of basketball. First of all, I got to see what you built like, bro. Because if I had a back down, that man would have had 20 and 20 on me. Also, too, what I think really woke up the world via Kobe Bryant's comments. Like I said, I'm a big film study guy. We watched Dwight Howard in his prime. We're not talking Dwight. We're not talking wild hair. We're not talking Washington. We're not talking butt surgery. We're talking about Dwight Howard in his prime, bro. Superman. Superman. When that boy flew through the stars, skies and won a dunk contest, Kendrick Perkins guarded this man one-on-one with no help. The entire league took notice and said, how is he guarding him one-on-one? Dwight Howard might have had five points and got exposed. When we seen Kendrick Perkins do that, we said, this man is on another level. Hmm. Other teams try to imitate it. They try to produce it. But that's what made that Boston team special. Yep. You had a guy like Kendrick Perkins that would play his role. And for me, it was a privilege. I got to sit somewhat in that role. I didn't start, but I came off the bench when I went to Boston and got to live through Kendrick Perkins' shoes and say, man, what does KG need? What did Perkins do for him when he was there? So when I went to Boston, it's crazy. I had a chance to live some of that, man. So, I, I, you know, it's funny. Just a lot of people don't know that, Perk. And and for Kobe to come out and say it, I remember that to a T, bro. Yeah. Guarded White Howard Superman and blew them boys out. <laughs> before we get before we get back to Perk, I want to mention our sponsor, CycleCast. I was looking for an app because I wanted to spice up my workouts, uh, and I found it in CycleCast. It gives you studio-quality classes for either spin bike or running. Ryan's tried it. Perk, we'll get, we'll hook you up if you want to, if you want to check it up, uh, check it out. I don't know how much uh, time you're spending on spin bikes these days, but it's going to give you a, a quality class for either one. I already had the spin bike at home, so I just needed uh, I needed some uh, an instructor. I, I didn't want to make my own playlist anymore. It gave me all that. The beauty of it is you can put the app on your phone. Uh, you can use it on iOS or Android phones. It takes up minimal battery and data. Uh, it gives you an array of instructors. All of them are providing you unique ride plans, synchronized with songs, beats. They'll make you work your butt off. Uh, the monthly su- subscription is ridiculously low, right? but right now you don't have to spend a dime. Download the CycleCast app. And then go to CycleCast.com and use the promotional code BUKER and you will be eligible to get four free additional weeks along with the seven-day trial. That's CycleCast, C-Y-C-L-E-C-A-S-T. And don't forget to use the promotional code BUKER, B-U-C-H-E-R. CycleCast, you're going to love where this app takes you. Yeah, Perk, what you got? 
you got to send me that because it's crazy that you brought up working out because today I had my last sonic blast today because I got on the plane coming back from the Bay Area mm. and I had to ask for a seatbelt extension. Oh. I was like, you know it's time for me to get yeah. back in. I, I said, I said it's, time for me, it's time for me to get back in the gym. Yeah. It's time for me to get back in the gym. But you know, y'all, y'all know what's crazy? Let me tell y'all something. So, like, people don't want to say this, but Oakland State wasn't the inventor of small ball. They were not. Okay? Well, unless you go My, back to Nelly. Miami wasn't. Okay, Nelly was, but he didn't win with it, right? Right. right. He didn't win the championship because he didn't. But, he had the offensive side of it. He didn't have the defensive side of it. Exactly. But what people don't understand is our Boston team was actually the inventor of small balls. But this what happened. So what people didn't realize is hmm. this: majority of the time, our starters didn't play in the fourth because we was already up by. 20 some points, right? Mm-hmm. But when games were close, I didn't play in the fourth quarter. You remember Doc went small. Mm-hmm. He put KG at the five and put James Posey at the four and he would sometimes right. run KG, Pose, Paul Pierce, uh, Ray, and even Eddie House. Sometimes Rondo wasn't in the mix. So what people don't understand is small ball been around like, but it's been, it was different. Right. And see, people don't understand. I'm glad you said that, Rick, because you have to have that anchor to have a small ball championship team. Yep. You have to have a Kevin Garnett. You have to have a Chris Bosh. You have to have a Draymond Green. And I think that's where Houston struggles. Like, I think they want P.J. Tucker to be Draymond, but I don't know yet. But I don't you, know yet. Although I love him offensively. But you guys... In Boston, and same with Golden State. This is where Golden State doesn't get credit. Do they shoot a lot of threes? Yeah, they shoot a lot of threes. But they run that split screen action where they got a lot of backdoor and they had a lot of read and react. Like they played a high basketball IQ game where you have to have five guys who could read each other. They didn't run necessarily specific sets for specific shots. They'd run a set and it was okay, how's the defense react? We're all going to understand how they react. That's where the ball goes. And that was the beauty of their game. It wasn't like everybody thinks of Steph shooting from 30 and Clay scoring 38 and 22 minutes. And But the beauty of their game was they got as much on the inside with easy stuff, with layups and back cuts, as they did from range. And that's what's missing now. Since they went away, yeah. like Houston doesn't have... I don't know. Honestly, I don't know that anybody plays that kind of up-tempo style and also plays with the ball movement and the body movement that they had, the player movement. It's just, it, that, that's not around. No, you'll never see it. And then, listen, y'all remember if Clay was struggling, man, they used to they used to throw Clay the ball on the post. Yep. Turn around. Yep. If Steph, if Steph was struggling, what he used to do? He used to pump fake and get to the free throw line and get him a little easy – 15-footer. People don't understand that. And when I'm watching, the Rockets had to adjust because guess what? Russell Westbrook, he's going to take those shots. He's going to take those post-ups, those mid-range bank shots and stuff like that. But I'm just saying, man, it just it changed. But, you know, Rick, I'm not going to let Ryan ass off the hook right now either because... <laughs> I'm glad you brought it back. I'm glad you brought it back to that, Perk. No, I'm so no, glad. No, because, because, listen, 
this is the difference. My 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 picks on my three MVPs. One thing I know about them, they're not gonna be in a five game slump. James Harden could be missing for five straight games where you be like, "What is going on?" Hmm. You won't say if Giannis have a bad game, you know for sure the next game he's gonna kill. If LeBron James have a bad game, you know the next game for sure he's gonna kill. And Luka Doncic, that's the same way. If he has a bad game, he's for sure the next game go kill. I don't know that about James Harden. It's been over. He went over, He went a whole month struggling, right? I didn't hear from you. Parker, you was not a whole month, bro. He was not a whole month, bro. It's like five games, bro. Like five or six games, Perk. It was. It was. It's only. It's only ten games in a month, Ryan. <laughs> look! 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 Here's the reality. Hold on, hold on. Can we not talk about Bron disappearing? Bron would disappear on you a lot, and Bron is smart enough to where him disappearing still look like a triple-double now. Don't act like he's not playing with AD, Dwight Howard, uh, uh, and them boys over there, and Danny Green. So LeBron will take all four quarters, G. And I love, look, I love me some Bron. So the same Bron- Dwight Howard that nobody wanted? That Dwight Howard? Dwight Howard came back motivated, bro. Dwight Howard came back. Mo- he has some humble pie, bro. He came back motivated. Killer. Answer the question. The same Dwight Howard that nobody wanted. Same Dwight Howard that nobody. He went and got in shape in the offseason, man. He got healthy. Okay. Okay. Okay, so he's playing with Anthony Davis. Then what? Uh, my point is Giannis's game is predicated on crashing to the rim. There's not going to be too many games or too many people or anybody in this league outside of Kawhi Leonard and LeBron, if he probably really felt like it, that could stop that man. James Harden literally shoots the toughest shot in NBA history. A step back contested uh, a fadeaway uh, or, or step back three-point shot. Perk, if you had asked, and we're both defenders, what's the most ideal shot that you give up in a possession? I would say we would both say, if I'm not mistaken, give him that shot a hundred times in a row. Right? Yeah, and he, and he hasn't had success. Listen, those last those little five or six games was the first time this man slumped. And now ultimately you see in the equation of what the Rockets and Mike D'Antoni, we gotta give him some credit put together and said, How can we make Russell Westbrook feel at home? And finally he somewhat found his shot or found a rim in the small bound offense. That's something they're gonna figure out. But listen, do you not see James Harden get double teamed at half court? Do you not see teams going out and running and jumping and guarding him? Perk, that's the most, I, I mean, I can't think of a higher level of respect even through his slump that you can give a, a basketball player. You're going to double that man. And this is not high school. This is, These are NBA players doubling him at half court. NBA coaches, Perk. And you tell me, if you sitting back and we in the film room, we scouting the Houston Rockets, you telling me that's not a bad boy? You tripping, dog. No, I'm not, because guess what, Ryan? The one thing that I could tell you is that I'm the king of playing with Hall of Famers. I didn't play with the best of them. So I didn't see all these guys get double teamed, and I didn't watch them still go get buckets. I didn't watch – you know what Kevin Durant – hey, Rick, have you ever seen Kevin oh, Durant? Hold on, hold on. Got- no, hell no, no. Kevin Durant got double teamed at half court, G? Come on, bro. What? Don't do that, hey, Perk. Don't do that, Perk. Have you, have you ever seen Kevin Durant 
when you was working in the Bay Area, yeah. right? Yeah. And you was covering the Warriors. Yeah. Was you able to go to practices? Have you ever seen Kevin Durant workouts after practice? He has three coaches that trap him, that traps him yep. at half court. I'm not lying. Traps him at half court, and he works on dribbling through, passing, going cut, space back, and all that. But that's let me go back to what I was telling you, Ryan. This is what I go back to why I say I'm not a fan of dead Tony's. If you see this, if you see this, how about setting – Get James putting off the ball and having P.J. Tucker and somebody go set wide pin downs for James Harden. Hey. I watched James Harden make a killing off of backdoor cuts with Nick Collison on dribble handouts. Don't just have them. If you're a coach, put them in position to be successful. If you know they're trapping them, get the ball out of his hand. That's the biggest thing for me is – are we, wait, wait, sorry, are, Rick, hold on, hold the heck up. So if D'Antoni is such a smuck, if he's such a smuck, wouldn't that be even more impressive what this man is able to go out and do? I'm just saying, Perk. No, I'm just saying it is. First of all, let me correct you on this because now I got to show you the value of Russell Westbrook because he gets all the damn slander in the world. Let me tell you what happens when guys play with Russell Westbrook. KD, four-time scoring champ, Paul George, the best season of his career was last year. If he wouldn't have got hurt, he was up to win the MVP award. James Harden right now is having the best scoring, the best season of his scoring career right now. Playing with Russell Westbrook, you know why? Because Russell Westbrook brings that dog out of people. Hmm. He brings that kill out of. This is this is the thing that I take issue with when it comes to Houston. We saw, we've seen James put up these kind of numbers, have this kind of a season. And we saw that style of play not work in the postseason. They just, they right. can't get there. Why are they doing, like, I, I expect the same thing. I don't expect, no matter what they do in the regular season, I don't see them as a postseason threat. Give me one right. reason, Ryan, why I should see them as different than that. And if not, then isn't that, what are you playing for? Are you playing just to have a really good season and to feature James? And if you were James, wouldn't you want to play a different way if you know it's not going to get you to the finish line? Here's the reality. There weren't many moves that the Houston Rockets were going to be able to go out and make. And what they did is they came out and they absolutely doubled down on James Harden. He put James Harden and Russell Westbrook in a situation where he can no longer be double teamed. You have legitimate guys like Robert Covington uh, who can come out and make shots. You cannot go out and double-hit team him anymore. Now, defensively, they're going to have to figure it out because the one thing about going small is it can be better defensively because there's few, far few between five men who actually offensive rebound the ball like a Montrez Herald or will post you up like Joel Embiid, small ball killers, as I like to call them. So here's the reality. The reality, you double down on those two. You can't double-team James Harden. And what Russell Westbrook now sees – this is the first time, Perk, and no diss to you or Nick Collison or any any of those guys or Serge. This is the first time he's actually driving to the hole and he's seeing an open lane. Watch Russell Westbrook, and I agree with you. That's a little bro right there, Perk. As we talk, when you would drive to the when he would drive to the hole, there were four and five defenders with their hands up guarding him. Four and five people shadowing him. 
Now, when he actually drives to the hole with this small lineup, and I'm not saying I necessarily I'm in love with it. I like it. We'll see what it's going to be. I'm not saying I hate it either. But now when he's driving to the hole, there's nobody in his way. That man, Russell Westbrook, have been eating paint. He's been eating paint. I understand that, Ryan, but he was eating paint before they traded Clint Capella. Before they traded him, he was eating paint. You forget what he was averaging? That's how he got in the All-Star game. Over the last two months, he was killing. Hmm. This is why they saying that the Rockets is Russell Westbrook team now. He was killing. And I understand what you're saying. I'm in agreement. Like, look, offensively, I watched them play tonight. Man, nope. they, could, they could not stop Russell Westbrook hmm. to the point that I seen Quinn Snyder. He did something that was pretty intelligent. He put, <laughs> no, he did. He put... The first half, Russell got into Rudy's body and did some – but through a course of the game, he's not going to do that to Rudy Gobert, and he didn't. Because what ended up happening was Russ started settling for those long contested twos, and they started living with it. So he made an adjustment. He said, you know what? I'm going to put my center on him. Go hmm. ahead, Rick. I'm sorry. So help me, help me with this, because I've always been somebody who's thought that Russ got way too much criticism – for when he and KD were together all along the way. I look at his I look at his three-point stroke. I look at his jump shot. There's nothing wrong with that. He shoots it on the way up. It's clean. He does not shoot a high percentage. Help me understand. And it's gone actually gone down. Like he should be shooting better and better as his athleticism goes away. Help me understand why he doesn't shoot a bet I have my theory but I'd like to hear yours in terms of why he doesn't shoot a higher percentage because I look at everything about him and I think that he should let me take this part I think a part of it is something that Kendrick Perkins and it perk and myself we've alluded to and I've been on record saying this he sacrificed for guys like Paul George once KD left he got out of the mode of saying that he's – it's funny. A, a guy who averages 10 assists, you can't even, like, call selfish or average a trip. It's really hard to call that person selfish. Uh, no, how, he hard, said, how hard he plays. That's uh, – like, well, to me, that's yeah, – you play hard, absolutely. you're giving that to the team. But when you have Paul George, he catered to Paul George to make sure that Paul George could be the best that he could be. He would go entire quarters when you would watch those games and make sure that Paul George had the ball in his hands. You see him doing the same with James Harden. This is a guy who's always been option numero uno, even with Kevin Durant there. And that was part of Kevin Durant's frustration. But listen, Russell Westbrook is just that good. So when you're not taking shots or you're not in the same rhythm or you're not comfortable, it's very easy for you to come out and, and, and miss those shots, Rick. So when I, wa- when I watch him, that's what I, that's what I ultimately see is that he's been deferring so long. And I'm going to keep it 100 with you. And I tell him this to his face. Little brother's got to get back in the gym. He's got to redefine his game, man. He's got to get in there early and stay late. And he's got to get back on the same grind that got him to the point. It's funny, Perk, when we would play, we would play you guys, and uh, me and Russ would always joke. And I'd be, you know, even if I was on the bench tonight, it's almost like I'd be cheering against my own team. I, I would only do this for little brother. And I'd say, yeah, you got 20, but you only hit one three-pointer. And then Russ, you know how competitive he is. He'll come down and hit a three. Then and look at me and the whole bench like Dirk and them be like, man, what's wrong with you? What y'all, what y'all talking about over there? Then he'll come down again. 
he'll hit another three, you know. So something's got to motivate him to shoot the basketball. But I think it's part of him. He's going to have to learn how to play this facilitator role. Per, and and that, that's why I see the percentages really going down. Well, well, to me, let me tell you, the percentages go, is going down, and they always been down. He's never going to be a consistent shooter for the simple fact that I'm not a shooter, but I didn't been around shooters. You know, I didn't been around Ray Allen. Yeah. I didn't seen Paul Pierce, yeah. uh, Kevin Durant. I yep. he's the Russ is the only guy, and I hate it. And I tell him this: I don't understand why he is when he shoot. Most guys, correct me if I'm wrong, it's one, two into your shot. Russ is straight up and down. It's like a two foot. He's always two foot, like it's a vertical shot every single time, unless it's, you know, his 15 foot at the free throw line off the dribble. But everything else, even his threes, like if they pass, if James Harden drive and kick, it's just two feet straight up, straight down. It's never a one, two motion and going into your shot. It's just, uh uh-uh. Straight up, straight down, like he's jumping for, to see his vertical yeah. or something. And he, see, it would never be consistent. But it also, the thing that I've seen in him is he's an emotional shooter. Like if the game is, is hot and he's got to hit a big shot, you can see him feeling that when he shoots. And the good shooters that I've seen, like Ray, Paul, like they get quieter, right? They get smoother when the game gets tight and they got to take their shot. There, it's almost like I'm going to take every split second that I have to take this shot and make sure it's right. Russ gets so hyped up. He's like shooting the ball faster at times when he doesn't have to. And I think that that affects his shot too. Because he's, he's like, emo- like every shot he takes, he thinks this is the, you know, I'm, I'm going for the dagger now. And I'm like, dude, middle of the third quarter, you ain't knocking anybody out with this, right? But he just right. gets so hyped. I think that's part of what causes him to not shoot as well as when I look at his... Because look, you can't stay in front. He's always going to have airspace because you can't crowd him. You crowd him, he's going to go by you. He's going right. to... So he should be comfortable like coming down knowing you have to give me this. So I'm just going to go... I'm going to go whack this. It always seems like he's in a he's in a hurry and he wants to like... I don't know. It... it, it I'm sure you guys appreciate having somebody who has that much dog and that competitive, but there are times where I think it's it actually works against him. He gets overhyped. And you probably learned this perk both with OKC and with Boston. Like when you expend all that emotional energy through the game, do you have enough to carry it like 48 minutes, right? No, you you don't. You don't. And and Brian could contest it is because what I learned, Rick, from playing with KG, he was the master of when to be emotional. But Ryan could tell you, yep. you would see you you could see him so many times that he would relax himself. Like, like <clears throat> it was times, <clears throat> it was literally times. I remember this this playoff series. We playing against the Cavs, second round. This in 2010, the year we lost it. So they they got Antoine Jameson. So, you know, KG was so unselfish. We used to throw it to him on the post, want him to get a bucket to start the game. He would give Rondo the baseline handoff so Rondo could get going or look for me on the duck end or something today. You know this, Ryan. Mm -hmm. So 
God calls everybody in the meeting on the starting five except for KG. On He sends out a text and say, hey, I need y'all here early. We need to talk about Kevin. So we like, what? So we get there and we like, look, Doc, like, in order for us to win this series, KG has to be selfish and shoot the ball 20 to 25 times on the post. Hmm. And we made KG kill Antoine James in that series, and we end up beating Cleveland 4-2. But just to get back to my point, I would literally watch him. He would catch the ball on the block, look for the cutters, fix his arm, fix his sleeve, just like relax, control all his emotions, and then just go to work. And everything was just pure. Like, mm. he was the king at – you remember that step he used to do at the free throw line? Like, that one right. – like that – it was like a step, and it was just like he would, like, relax himself. But then when he it's time for him to turn up, he turns up. Mm. And that was the difference. I don't know – Russ would never be that because Russ just plays at 100 miles. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, just, you've, you've never seen Russ relax. I've never seen Russ do what you just said. Maybe at the free throw line every now and then. But other than yeah. that, during the game, I've never seen him like get it. Okay, let me survey. Let me. Okay, now I'm going to go. I've never seen that. Well, here, here's the re- here's the reality too. Think about it. Since he's been in Seattle, maybe this is some of Russ's fault. Maybe this is something not. He's always been head honcho, and I didn't ever really understand the value of a veteran like KG, which I had the privilege. Perk, I was on my way out the NBA, bro, if it wasn't for KG. That's straight up, man. I owe that man a whole lot, man, to be able to help me take care of my family. But you don't, if you don't never have that veteran or a guy that you respect that will come and talk to and tell you, and I know they had Derek Fisher there. I know that he had Earl Watson, uh, Nick Collison, the pros, pro. He, he's, he might make Nick Collison the logo man over there uh, for the Thunder, for real. actuality, if you ask anybody around there, he is Mr. Thunder. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Royal Ivy, shout out Royal Ivy. But he's never had a guy like who's been there and done that like when i played with demarcus cousins i was as much of a veteran and reggie evans and and carl landry that we could be to him but i couldn't teach him how to be demarcus cousins you know what i'm saying that's a certain language that only so many guys speak that i don't think russell westbrook has ever had in the midst of a season and he and kd were too uh, completely too close in age for them to say KD to sit down, hey, Russ, try this, this, and this. It was like, nah, man, you do what you do. How about you play some defense? Those conversations probably didn't go too well, you know? Uh, but I'm, I'm going to tell you this, Ryan. So think about this. And, Rick, I went from being a 26-year-old youngster on the Celtic team to a 26-year-old veteran on the Oklahoma City team. Yeah. When I got there, it was a disaster. These guys weren't speaking to each other. These guys wasn't, families wasn't talking or nothing. I literally had to pull these guys together. I'm telling you, I don't, to be honest, we were talented, but it it was amazing how I really had to pull these guys together in order for us to make those runs that we made. Hmm. And I ain't gonna lie, man, throughout those years, I kept Russ on my hip, him and KD. I forced them to be friends. I forced them to be with each other. I, I made a group message with them too, like, "Hey, look, <laughs> hey, look, check this out. We gonna watch Fact. this. Thank you. Yeah, we gonna watch this game. We gonna watch this game, 
in my hotel room when we get on the road. That's what we go do. We go order room service. We may play cards, but they got games on tonight. Mm -hmm. So I forced them, and then I start saying, I start cutting out everything else. Hey, KD, man, tell your tell your brothers and your friends they don't need to travel with you on your on the road, man. We we on the road with you. Mm -hmm. We go we go with each other. And to be honest, man, I ain't lying, man. It's been times where I didn't seen Russ put that key in KD back and say, "Hey man, come on now." He'll pass Russ KD the ball and be like, "Go kill him," and like like put it in his back. I didn't seen that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't watch him. Russ deferred to him. But see, yep. let me tell you something about Russ. Russ is 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 an alpha dog. He's a killer. Hundred percent. And the thing is, he holds people accountable. For taking possessions off, and if you're not mentally strong or something to that nature, he he you hey whenever y'all get a chance, ask Scotty Brooks. He'll tell you from the jump, man. KD is the most talented, but Russell Westbrook gives us swag per every night. He felt comfortable with Russell Westbrook giving us swag. Hmm. But look, I do got a question for y'all though, because this has been going through my mind. It's been an interesting season, right? Mm -hmm. Who can, give me y'all top five point guards right now? Oh, just think about it for a are second. We, are we out? Hold on and let, define this. When you say point see, that's guard, that's where it gets tough because, because like Bron, that play the point. A, we no, talk. Bron, Bron huh? is not a point guard. Luca's a Luca's a point guard. Luca is a point guard. See, that's hard for me because to me, I feel like Luca's not. It, Luke and LeBron handle the one opportunity. Nah, but you can't. But but Luca came in as a point guard though, Ryan. Braun did. Braun is handling the ball now that he's with the Lakers. But Luca, since he came in, he's been the point for the Dallas Mavericks. He's a big point guard. I play by your rules. No, Maxson, is he not? What did what did he get voted in as? I wouldn't. I mean, I would vote Braun in the same way. I'm not saying but, that. Ryan, I'm asking you. Problem we have with the number system. You know, you know those numbers don't add up nowadays no more. But I, let, I, I'll play by your rules. I'll play by your rules. Okay, so Braun is not Braun is not a point guard. Braun is not a point guard. He he's never been listed a point guard his last sixteen years in his career. Luca has came into the league as a point guard. Just give me your top five. I just don't know what else he is. That's fine. I'm like I said, I'm gonna play by your rules. So look, look, number one right now, Dame. Number two, I'm gonna go Luca. Number three, I'm gonna go Trey. And now let me ask you. Number four, I may throw Bradley Bill, but I know Bradley Bill has played no, shooting guard. He's now not he's yeah, on, you can't say he's the one. He's on a but but the ball is in his hands. That's what's tough. It's so hard to determine. So now I mean I, I got I gotta even think of guys that I established and I've done this list before of guys that are point guard, but I I'll I'll tell you those are my three right there. So so right now so right now you're taking you're taking Trey Young over Russell Westbrook. If you start in the team today <laughs> Oh okay, if I'm it, that's what we get dicey, but I would say from the consistency in the season I would say that Trey, Trey has more impressive numbers, and you could go either way on that. I will, and then I will go Russ, and then I will go Russ number four. I would, I, I stick to that, and and that's that's the hard one for me. That one is the hard pick. That's the hard sell. 
So you going you going Dane, Luca, uh, Trey, Russ, and Russ. And who's who's your fifth guy? I got to I got to think of a fifth. I because a lot of guys don't even play it. Like I said, because Rick won't give me Bradley Bill. Well, um, Bradley I won't is not a point guard. Uh, Ryan, what about Kimber Walker? Where do you where do you rank Kimber Walker? Where do you rank? What about Kyrie Irving? What about I'm saying like well that's me, it yeah, me. I mean and, the tough part is Kyrie's hurt and, right and now, Steph are hurt. Right, right now I will I will put Kimba in there because he's healthy, his team success. Now if Kyrie comes shows up to the party, you know he's gonna jump up to possibly number two or three on that list. You know what, what I'm saying? But I'm gonna dock him for leadership right now. You know the guy you guys you guys haven't mentioned, and I've always had a soft spot for him, but the way he's played. I put Derrick Rose in my top five point guards right now. And, and, and Rick, guess what? I'm not mad at you. I just think he can play against any. But the, the problem that I have with Trey is he's dynamic offensively. But defensively, you're going to get – you can get everything back that he's putting on He's you. the worst point guard in the league defense. <laughs> at the other but end. So, That's no, what, you can say it. It's, it's yeah, the truth. That's what makes him he's hard. That's what makes him hard to make him a top defense. five. I mean, for because and I and look, record has something to do with it, man. You can't be you can't be a top five point guard and have the worst, you know, one of the worst records in the in the league. That that just can't happen. So because you're because you're the general, right, Rick? Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's what I'm saying. Like that's and that's why this is why I'm so in love with Russell Westbrook. Hmm. When KD left. He left that team for dead, and Russell Westbrook said, "No, sir, no, sir, we're not nowhere. We're not going nowhere. Yeah, we're not going nowhere." He kept that organization relevant. That's the thing, and that's the problem I have. Trey Young is skilled, but as a point guard, some type of way you got to carry it in to win. Yep, you got to make other guys better. You can't just get yours. I. This is the thing with Russ, and I've seen that this is where I thought that he's gotten a, a really bad rap because, as you pointed out last year, Paul George was an MVP candidate. Why was he an MVP candidate? Because Russ was making room for him and letting him shine, finding a way to play around him, and that was Russ's team. Paul came into that spot, and Russ, that's where when people say Russ is selfish, I'm like, look, as you said, KD was an, a league MVP next to him, four-time scorer. How can he be selfish if KD's doing all that playing next to him. The one thing that I see Russ struggling with right now, and Ryan brought it up, which is being a facilitator, like figuring out how do I how do I get my aggression on and get mine and play efficiently and show and, and utilize all the pieces around me. He I still see him struggling trying to find that balance and be effective that way. Oh, I agree with that. But look, let me let me tell y'all how Russ think, and and this is a problem that he has. And Russ is a guy that he he will try to play the system, right? He will try to get him. He will try to go out and get guys involved. I'm not talking about superstars next to him. I'm talking about the role players. But if you show him that you're not being consistent or you're not ready. Like I'm telling you, he's he gonna go get his. To, he ain't waiting for you. He will, <laughs> he will go to the lane and he'll drop me off a pass, and I wasn't ready for it. He wouldn't say nothing, right? Yeah. He'll come back. He'll hit me. I try to shoot a floater or something that I should have dumped it, 
Next thing you know, it, it nah, it wasn't no more of that. It's like, nah, I per- I tried this, but you bullshit, and I got to go win this game. That's him. That's him. That's how he is. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Go get the chance. Yep. If he sees, if he think that you're bullshitting in any type of way in that game, yep. he's going to feel like I got to take this over. He was that way with KD. He told to oh, KD, yeah. if KD wasn't aggressive, he'd like, all right, man, I ain't waiting for you, man. I'm going to go get this. Yeah. 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 For sure. All right. Uh, I hate to wrap it, but we got to wrap it. This was awesome. Uh, we, we need to do it again. And I'm sure you guys are going to get into something else <laughs> that we're going to need to get deeper into on the podcast. But in the meantime, hey, bring, yeah. Bring me on. Hey, bring me on. Because, Ryan, all I'm saying is, before we leave, Rick, yeah. give me your top three MVP candidates right now. Uh, I got to go LeBron. I got to go Doncic. And this is where it gets a little... And, and Giannis. Okay, cool. Give me yours, Ryan. Ryan's... Ryan, <laughs> he yeah, got real quiet I, over there. I'm like, look, look, now we're going to throw Giannis in there. Okay. Uh, you got to throw him in there. What you mean? I think... Listen... I think who who really made some strides is Dame Dollar. That's a good point. That's a good point. Dame is in these MVP talks. That's fair. That's fair. And I want to say, but they started off bad, and he started off bad. He's he just bad. But I'm just saying, like right now, he's passing up Luca, and and maybe we're prisoners of the moment. I got to see how Luca comes back, and I got to see how Dame finishes up. But I have him over Luca right now. What have you done for me lately? And that's that's just the truth because you know the the second half of the season is much harder to play than the first, and we'll we'll see how that pans out. And I'm gonna go Brown because you you can't deny he's got the best record in the West. Uh, even though I think the frustration with me when you say LeBron because his numbers don't deny it, but we know how great LeBron is, so it's almost like we know you not giving full effort, Brown. And you're still in these talks. You're not necessarily gunning for that 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 you know MVP trophy. And you see other guys that are going for it. And that's what's tough with LeBron. But numerically, statistically, I have him in there at number three. Ryan, okay. Ryan, have you looked at that Dallas roster? Have you looked at their 32 and 21? Have you looked at who Doncic is playing with? Come, I oh mean, my God! If he would, if he would have, if he would have CJ McCullough, oh, are you serious? Yeah, is this second guy? But I, look, that's you know what? And let me tell you one thing before we have to go, Rick. Right, right. I want you to go look up. Braun is leading every superstar right now in defensive efficiency. I bet you didn't know that. Perk with the perk with the mic drop, bro. <laughs> I'm just going to lay Listen, one bro. on you. Because if we're going to stop defensive pitches, so you know that's Giannis, bro. No, you know that's Giannis. You proved my point exactly. I wanted to get y'all top three picks, and not one damn time did oh. you mention James Harden. Oh. So that's how I wanted to end listen, it. Listen, listen, I'm not here. He set that trap, Ryan. He set that trap, and then he freaking pulled the string. Look, look, I know James Harden ain't been playing necessarily up to par. 
I'm not a fool when it comes to that. So Yes, and he's had a little bit of a slump. He has to let little brother Russell Westbrook take over. We have no problem with that. We're going to acknowledge that. We are at, we are absolutely you're, 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 even your kids are, are booing you, Ryan. <laughs> you have to play great the whole season. It's not one month in the season. No, you have to be consistent through the whole season. So LeBron ain't never had a bad game, huh? LeBron ain't oh, never. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right, we'll pick this up. We'll carry this. No, we'll come back. We'll come back. We will. We will hit this again. Giannis on Christmas Day was spectacular, huh? Okay. Hey, whenever y'all have time, bring me back on. You got ASAP, it, okay, Rick. You went missing for two weeks, dang it. Rick, you bring me back on ASAP. My point was proven. You did not put James Harden in your top three. Thank you. And I'm about to tweet that. Hey, Rick, when you have time, when yes. y'all have time, I'm yes. always free at night. Make sure you bring me back on. You, you got it, Perk. All right. That's, Ken, uh, that's yeah, Kendrick Perkins. I knew it. I knew it. That, that does it for this episode of Buker and Hollins <laughs> with our guest Perkins, Kendrick Perkins. Uh, look, uh, please rate and review the show wherever you get your podcast, iTunes or wherever. And then if you want us to do something for you, screenshot that review and send it to at Friends and you'll be eligible to win some prizes. Our next podcast will be my conversation with Bulls star Zach Levine, recorded live in Chicago at All-Star Weekend. You don't want to miss it. In the meantime, as always, thanks for listening. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.